To the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Some keys to this game for me is starting off this game with some quick, easy, comfortable throws for love, some balance between the run game and the pass game, and an early score. I think an early touchdown, like this team has been getting outscored in the first, like they have not scored in the first half. It's been bad. Like early score, first quarter score. And I'm not talking, I'm not, when I say score, I don't mean a field goal. I mean, early touchdown, just get so much of a young team. I think is confidence, right? Get that confidence rolling. And then I think things will be okay. And then you allow your defense to play the way this defense is meant to play, which is with a lead. Yeah, and I think that's like the really interesting part of all of these conversations that we're having is because the defense is keeping this team in games and they're not playing the way that they're supposed to be playing. Like they're playing from behind. And I know like you can't theoretically build a defense that can only play with a lead. Like obviously that's not a recipe for success and we're seeing that. But it you're right though. Like Joe Barry plays more freely when he does have a lead even if it's you know a touchdown like it doesn't have to be 30 to 10 for these guys to go nuts like I think the the conservative nature of the offense and the defense is just kind of really really the ham like it's hamstring in this team right now you know I want to see them not like be reckless but you have guys like Jair and Rasul who are ball hawks like let them put themselves in a position to jump a route and make a play and for every time that backfires they're also going to house one. Like that's just who those players are. And I think this, this need to just be safe. Yeah. You don't want to put your quarterback and your young offense in a position to need to go out and score. But when you're able to capitalize on those moments, that turns the entire trajectory of a game too. So there has to be a fine line where Joe Barry can put his guys in better positions to play the way that they play best. Yeah. So before we do our deep dive a little bit more into the defense, because I think that feels where this conversation is headed. My question for you is because this Broncos defense is pretty much a prayer and Patrick Sertan, (laughs) do you like, if I'm the Broncos defensive coordinator, am I having Pat shadow someone? Like, is this a Pat Sertan v Christian Watson? Is this a, have him roam and find who's best. Is he shadowing Romeo? Dad? Like if I'm the Broncos defense, like what am I doing to shut down the Packers offense? I think I'm trying to get the receivers uncomfortable. Like, I think you want them to have to make contested catches. So if I'm the D the defensive coordinator, I'm saying get physical because we saw like, you know, at the end of the Raiders game, Christian Watson said like, I got bullied and I mm-hmm. needed to make a better play for that ball. Like, even if I don't, like, even if it's an, an incomplete pass, I need to break it up so the game doesn't end on an interception. Like, I think that's kind of the recipe right now is, especially when you have a quarterback like Jordan Love, who's younger, like, you want him to have to thread the needle and you want those balls to have to be in a precise spot, especially with the way the receivers are dropping, you know, catches. So if I'm the the DC, I'm like, get really physical, just kind of make them work for it, make them them go through contested catches and get them rattled. I like it. Yeah, it's a good point. A very good point. Quite frankly, you mentioned him earlier and just please feed 
Luke Musgrave, like <laughs> just please, like how many more times do we have to ask for this? <laughs> um, all right, let's switch over because uh, I think we've been creeping in on the defense talk and the defense this year is such a fun topic because again, we have so much more to go off of just like so much more tape. We know these guys so well. And like you've said, they've been very vocal. Um, quick note is that Jair was added to the injury report today, which is really unfortunate. The back injury is just one of those, like it's, you just don't want it to nag and to see him get put on an injury report after the bye week really not a great sign. Um, so I don't love seeing that, but the only person who is still a do not, did not participate is Devondre. Um, I guess that ankle injury is still really bad, but everyone's participating, which is um, a good sign for a team that just has been racked with injuries. Um, even Eric Stokes. Do we, do we think we see some Eric Stokes this game? See, so that's, I was going to ask you that because I love Keyshawn Nixon. I want his presence in my locker room. I don't know if he is the slot corner for this defense. Mm -hmm. And it, it, you know, it's tough to say that we actually talked about it on pack a day this week because he's a free agent after next season. So the question was like, do you bring him back? The Packers kind of have an abundance of riches right now at corner. And obviously the caveat, of course, is that you're always an injury away from not. So you want to have those guys in your room. But, like, what do you do with Eric Stokes? Rasul Douglas is playing lights out on the boundary this year. Like, you can't experiment with these guys. Who's your? Do you try Stokes in the slot? He's got the speed for it. Like, where are you bringing him once he's actually, you know, like, activated and ready to go? Yeah. So I thought about this a lot. <laughs> um, surprise to no one. Um so here's my here's my thought process. And this is the, under the assumption everyone's healthy, right? Because if Jair Alexander's not playing, you're putting Eric Stokes out on the boundary where Jair right. is, and period. I think when you're pulling up a guy from as gruesome of an injury as Eric Stokes suffered, you don't throw him out there full force. Um, I think if Stokes plays in this game, it's going to be like done package uh, stuff. I, I, I don't want to see them just throw him out there. Um, unless, of course, they've been holding him out until he was ready to go 100, right? But even still, game speed, so different from practice, mm -hmm. right? And he's still a limited participant in practice. So, like, it doesn't feel like that's where we're at, right? He's still on the injury report. Once we're at full strength with Eric Stokes and he's back, I think that you still keep him on the boundary. I don't think that his skill set is in the slot. I just don't think that he has like the nuance and the, his speed is vertical, not the sideline to sideline. I think you need in order to play slot corner. I agree with you that I don't know if Nixon is the guy. And I almost think that him playing full time on defense is taking away from his special teams ability. Like he has not broken anything off this year and it might just be that he's tired, right? Like he, yeah. Or maybe people are like opposing teams are they they can um, game plan against him. But I, I, I don't know. Right. Like he just looked so much more electric last year. And I think there's something to be said for having so many snaps on defense and on special teams. Um, I think 
and I don't know how people feel about this, but I think you keep Nixon in in a dime package situation when Stokes is back. And I would love to see them move Ja into the slot. Only sometimes, not all the time. Like you said, there's an abundance of riches here where you've got three. And it again, I think it depends on how Stokes looks when he comes back. But Stokes and Sewell are boundary corners. Ja is a talent. He's just a talented guy. And he's got all the gifts who can play, I think, anywhere at any corner position. And he also has like the side and the size and the agility to play slot really well. And I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for moving him off the boundary, but if you're not going to use him to shadow number ones, then you might as well move him around a little bit more, right? Like you might as well put him in the star, see how he does. He's so athletic. Um, my only caveat there is, and you're just getting my like full thoughts here because none of it is like a really good situation um, to be quite honest. Cause like none of these guys are like true slot corners. My, the only caveat there with Jair is he's not great in the run game. He's just like not a willing player in the run game. Whereas Nixon is and Sewell is and to play in the slot. I think you really need to be, um, so it would depend on the package. It would depend on what the offense is showing. It would depend on the team. And I just don't know if that level of rotation and nuance is something Joe Barry deploys. And I think that's really unfortunate because I think there's a lot of talent and you might have to get a little creative with the talent in this cornerback room and use them in certain situations and also to mitigate some of the deficiencies you have in your safety room. Um, so those are my thoughts. It's not really an answer. Um, <laughs> mostly that I think each of them bring a skill set that some others don't. Most of them besides Nixon are really boundary guys, but I think you could have some level of a rotation. It would just depend on the offense that you're playing and whether or not Joe Barry feels capable of calling that level of a rotated cornerback. 